Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. guys and welcome to happy single moms i'm your host khalifa and today's segment is a magnificent one because we have someone from india her name is vadi and she has her own podcast called the standpoint podcast vadi thank you so so much for taking out the time to talk to me when i reached out to you on social media your page was catching to me because you're a mother you're a single mother and you're indian as well and i just wanted to find out your story and i've spoken to so many single mums but from london and it's so refreshing to hear other people's stories and just to get a more in-depth idea of their experiences as a single mom so could you please tell me about your single mom journey Sure. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for calling me on your show. Uh, it's amazing to be on your show. And uh, my journey, I think it started uh, quite from uh, uh, in a very drastic manner. I think I wanted to be uh, separated and come out of the marriage. And uh, I see this whole family standing against me because that is uh, that is the Indian culture here. You're not appreciated if you are not into the marriage, even though it is not uh, it is an abusive relationship or even if you do not have a happy marriage life, you're still expected to hold to that marriage. So as a woman, if I tell I want to come out of the marriage after having two children, it is the question. Uh, people would want to ask me, why now? Why do you want to take this step? Uh, I think you need to uh, reconsider. You need to compromise a little bit more. It always comes that way to me. It started like that. I did not have anyone supporting me except for a couple of friends. I think they were very generous to me. They listened uh, to whatever uh, conflicting ideas I have on my own decision. Because most of the times when you want to start something, people would confuse you and people would say, do this, do that. And not listening to them and sticking to your own uh, decision has been quite challenging for me. Mm. Uh, I, I had to be honest with you that I also thought about going back once uh, because the emotional uh, trauma that you go through while you're getting separated, although you have made your decision, but to stand by it and to go through that is uh, something I I flipped. Wow. And how, how uh, luckily I had a friend. How long were you married for, Vadi? So I was married for uh, 10 years. And wow. uh, yeah, and uh, this, this journey started uh, uh, when I was 19 years. Uh, that was my first marriage. And uh, my husband had expired. My first husband had expired and I had a daughter out of that marriage. And then uh, after four lot years, I thought it will be a great idea to get remarried because I was 27 then. And I still wanted to have a family. And uh, in, in, in India, it is not widely accepted that you do all, all the single parenting or uh, being in marriage is more vividly accepted. So sometimes even I thought I should definitely get married and introduced someone uh, as a father to my elder daughter. Uh, but those level of understanding uh, doesn't come uh, easy way here. 
and then uh, this marriage happened and um, i quickly realized that it wasn't good for me but by by then i also had a second baby uh, out of this marriage and uh, i see it going nowhere and uh, we had to take a stand on uh, on my marriage and i decided that i would want to get separated and uh, i'm glad i did that it feels great <laughs> so did you when you met your your second your second husband did you date before or no i think i i, I really sucked at dating <laughs> that is also one reason why i was uh, immediately making this decision i think i met him like uh, for 15 days we quickly talked about everything the intentions were uh, settling down having a, a a a baby and then having a a marriage so the intentions were clear and i think uh, that kind of was attractive during that time to me i was a little immature too <laughs> i must say that and so i thought that would resolve all my problems around um, so uh, but i think it didn't it didn't work for us i still uh, believe in the system called marriage but i think it just didn't work for me mm. and it is okay to take some decisions like that if it didn't work for you so mm. i think i did that so how did you feel when you like cuz you've had you had your daughter already did you accept your daughter initially or was it was it perfectly fine it was perfectly fine initially and i, I uh, even my friends and even i was uh, uh, amused by how accepting uh, this relationship is it was great and i didn't have the idea of having another baby or uh, something of that sort uh, i was very ambitious i was very career oriented so i thought i should just keep going and i wanted to build my career up because back then i was just an executive so i was having different ideas but uh, you can always have a flop idea too so i think this this kind of flipped and uh, i had a second baby and all the while i was thinking it would still be a family and we'll all have a connection to each other but it was other way around i think a uh, uh, lot of things right when when you try to remarry here i think people do not come from that level of understanding uh, that you need to give 200% to such relationships because my elder daughter is also anticipating something emotionally from her stepfather and here in india we don't call anyone as stepfather we directly call them as father so oh. um so, so that she, kind of she, uh, does she does she call him dad then yes so that's how uh, the culture itself is like that so you do, you are very vulnerable to explain uh, even your child uh, what you are into what what is even happening around her she was 5 years old when i was uh, getting remarried my first daughter and so she assumed that it is her father coming from another country mm-hmm. after a long time and uh, i i kind of did not know how to handle that and uh, walk her through things so we did this for for a while and then when she was 10 years old i kind of told her a little bit by then i had my second daughter too so i thought it is right time because she is trying to see things that are going different with her because now that i also have a child from him uh the treatment levels were different wow. so i think uh, do you not yeah. discuss it with him that you're treating my daughter I different didn't. to your daughter yeah i think i did a lot of a lot of times i told him how vulnerable the first child is because uh, more than uh, more than anything i think she was the one who was most impacted out of or whatever had been uh, whatever i had been through i think she was the one who was impacted a lot mm. and i did talk to him uh, telling him how important it is for me to consider her mental health uh, but i think uh, not everyone uh, thinks through this on a long term 
and uh, I do not want to generalize that Indian men are arrogant, are uh, very uh, controlling. They are also, yeah, they're also uh, have these self-doubts about their own relationship, but few are like that. Few are actually abusive. I've also seen men who are emotionally abusive. Yeah. Uh, they possibly are not uh, doing any domestic violence at home, but yeah. they're emotionally very abusive. I think that sometimes emotional abuse is actually some, sometimes worse than physical abuse because you go awake thinking about right. what someone says. If someone says to you that, oh, you never find anyone like me. You never be in a relationship. You're a rubbish mom. Like you go away just thinking about that you know over and over again yeah my dynamics with him has also changed like i could i could see that from being amused to being uh, selective mutism uh, i identified this term after i knew how i was behaving with him so i did not have an option to voice out anything i had to just simply be there uh, take care of the family work and then come back i did not find any dynamics working between us i didn't discuss this with him but then I think people have a very less understanding of all these uh, things to process at the same time. I think down to the line, 10 years or something, uh, even single parenting in India could get more uh, normalized like in uh, Western countries. I think there, uh, even you are abided by the law a lot, like your divorce process is more that's happening in the court. But here in India, it happens between two, two families the boy's wow. family and the girl's family. So they don't respect this law coming in between and saying you cannot do this to her. You have to pay this compensation to her. Nothing like that is there. Even I don't get a single penny from my husband for my child support. Oh my. I could go fight everything and get, but I made a decision that I don't want. However, he, he had, had been uh, providing for, for a while. And then I said, I don't want to continue that. I, I think I'm good with what I have. Uh, but that also could be a wrong financial uh, decisions that I made. Like my brother always used to say, you need to stand up for your rights, even if it's financially. Why do you hesitate? Why do you think it's only your responsibility? You're just burdening yourself with it. And then uh, I said, yeah, that's true. And then we talked and we sorted it out. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that here in India, no one cares. Like there's no law, there's no court where you can go. People don't reach to court. They don't even go to police station. What they do is they only sit at home, bring both families, talk. Sometimes it is a pure uh, compromise. The girl possibly doesn't even want to sleep with her husband. Can you imagine that you don't want to sleep with that person, but you sleep every day? And that is terrible. I had been there. I know how my uh, ex used to trouble me because if you don't sleep, it is uh, an indication that you're possibly sleeping with someone else here. That is how oh it is conceived. God. And they don't, they don't really care. And I, I yeah, but sometimes to... you don't want to, you don't want to do it. It was like, I, I definitely didn't want it to. And especially when you're, when you're troubled and you have a trouble in the relationship, you want to sort it out before you want to do something like that. But here, even women do not know her needs, her physical needs, right? Uh, you cannot talk something uh, sexual to your husband. Only your, your husband can ask you sexual things. You, most of the women, I think, I, I don't know, I, I, I kind of understand what it is now, but even when, when I was young in my first marriage, I didn't know how to behave or I didn't know what my needs were. I was young also, but I still didn't know how to, how to ask or whether I am okay, I'm not okay. I didn't know mm -hmm. how to put that across, but I think he was very generous. He did not trouble me anytime and I didn't want it to have. 
it was very amicable with him but my second husband was a very tough person i think mm. one of the other reasons why i wanted to come out of that is also you feel you're getting raped every time oh when you're sleeping God. with him and uh, i told him this twice and i told i used to beat him when when i'm forced that means i don't like it no. and but it was conceived so differently and now when you're when you're sleeping uh, in your in your bed and you're thinking that there's no one troubling me um. physically um it 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 is it is so uh, nice so fine it's yeah. nice it's peaceful you can sleep there's there's no uh, problem in you know thinking whether someone is going to hit you up at night um, i have 10 stitches here because of the abuse that i went uh, in my previous relationship and to fight because no one sees all these things your 10 stitches your uh, rape every night no one cares you were not tolerant towards that uh, relationship that's why it didn't work that's how people conceive single parenting divorce separation and all that here but i'm glad i made it through and um, i'm i'm really happy where i am uh, i'm also glad that uh, i quickly saw that not working out for me my younger one was two and a half years old when i was trying to get separated and i couldn't immediately bring her here i had to kind of leave her one year there and stay away from her so it was it was a no, long no where did you when where did you go when you when you stayed away i don't i don't in the same city i rented a different apartment uh, which is a small apartment which where with with what i get i can only feed my elder one and myself i did not have a ways even to manage my younger one because here you don't have uh, daycare facilities that are uh, friendly timing wise uh, here we work 10 hours 11 hours and you go mm. 10 o'clock in the morning you come 8 or 8 or 8:30 mm. daycares don't run so long so lot lot of pressure was there on me when i was taking uh, this decision of coming out uh, but my mother in law was really a nice woman she used to give me some tricks <laughs> to deal with her son and uh, she came out and she helped me and she said i can take care of your daughter when even if you want to get oh, awesome. uh, come out of the house and uh, we had this uh, nice conversation and she 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 was there with my younger one raising her for uh, one year and after one year i had uh, a good pay rise where i can take care of my daughter but much before that my ex has been got married without even divorcing me like i said here no one cares no one really cares if you have to get legally divorced or uh, if you're not divorced no one cares so how did you Any find out i find out because that was a dumb decision by the girl i think she called me to see if uh, you had xyz problems is that why you got separated and oh because she was I she think, having the problems in her in the marriage she, yeah and uh, and you won't believe that they are out of the relationship now and oh. i am so glad i am so glad that i made the right decision and the the, the thought process uh was not different i mean so it wasn't it wasn't you it was it's clearly him i know my ex has been very well i don't know how much he knows me but i know him very well he had a very bad dramatic childhood he was not oh. even raised by his own parents and so this insecurity of leaving uh, someone leaving someone close to him leaving or uh, the insecurity of not having uh, attachment uh, uh, attachment and uh, the insecurity of not being able to control his life i think that was high with him so that's when 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 even when we were trying to work out our relationship he's he has a good side of it he was really amazing with my elder daughter for at least a uh, year and a half he was really amazing 
I mean, no one would even doubt that he wasn't, he was a stepfather. It was like that. But uh, eventually I noticed that he has this controlling habits, this insecurities that he's dealing with. He is mentally sick, I guess, and he needs to mm. definitely address that. Yeah. That's the same attitude he showed even with the other marriage that he did. And she's also out of the marriage now. Um, the last month he called me and he said, I'm out of that marriage and I think I want to, uh, you know, uh, get things done even with you, give you a one-time settlement and go to another city. I want to take a break and things like that. I, I, I had this fear in me. I didn't want to face him. I didn't want to talk to him after we got separated. I was so scared by even his call. I used to get panic and anxiety that he would call me to come and live with him again. How am I going to deal with it? What if he finds out where I stay? Maybe he'll just come and throw up some drama here. Then I'll be sent out of this house by the landlord. So many things, right? So many things were there. But I slowly, I, I, I came to a situation where I said, okay, nothing can change what I want to do. If I could come out of him once, then he cannot have any control over me. Again. When he was talking, I said, I have to be good to him because he's a struggling person. Do you find being a single mother in India difficult in comparison to being a married woman? I think, yes. Like uh, people widely consume that uh, being a single parent itself is not accepted here. Like I said, marriage here is... Uh, is something that everyone wants to stick to and uh, your modesty is immediately under a question if you are trying to come out of the marriage and you're trying to make things work for yourself. Um, uh, I, I don't say it is happening with everyone, but uh, most of them do not like to see women standing on her own decision, taking stands, uh, talking about how she feels. You know, these things are not accepted at all. Uh, they would just simply feel why would you talk? Why would you want to talk? You're married. You have a man to take care of you mm. and you have a family. You have children. Most importantly, the, the biggest topic that anyone would talk to you is you have children. So the story ends and then you can't come out of it. So we, the struggle is real uh, to be a single parent. Even when you come out of it and you're sustaining your life after that, the after challenges of coming out of your marriage and living as a single um, mother or a father is kind of difficult here in India in a lot of aspects. Like you, I, I had personally faced these kind of uh, difficulties where I, I was questioned even when I was going to rent an apartment. Uh, people would ask me, uh, are you a family? And then I was like, of course I'm a family. I have my daughter with me. And uh, so they would say, uh, I think we want to let it out only for a family. So wow. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what, what do you mean by that? So the discrimination is very, very high. It's very it high. Is, it is. And they don't see women as a head of the family. That's the problem mm. with Indian culture. I would say this is just a stigma or a conventional way of uh, perceiving women. They would simply say, women definitely cannot handle this. She's very confused head. Uh, she wouldn't be able to handle without a man. Uh, man is actually someone who has the physical strength to, you know, to, know, to be able to execute things that uh, a family setup needs. But if you actually look into it, right, uh, the traditional family setup, even here in India, is uh, majorly divided. All the responsibilities of taking care of the household, managing the children, their studies, everything is on women. So technically, it doesn't matter if you're inside the marriage or if you're outside the marriage, but still it is made uh, on women, as yeah. a big uh, problem. Yeah. yeah, I think that there's, there's, a, there's a massive stigma that you know, society is placed on women and 
I, I see it all the time, even in, in London, that women feel like, oh, um, a man should, should lead. But when you actually look at it, like you've mentioned, women are leading anyway, but we just don't know that we're leading. And even down to childbirth itself, like the whole nine months of a pregnancy, I don't see it is the hardest thing a human being has to do, you know? So we have so much strength and we, we don't give ourselves credit for the strength that we have. And even you, the fact that you're in India and then you are, you're a single mom, you're raising two girls and you're going against the grain, you're going against stigma, you're going against, you know, society, your family, just to say, I refuse to be like anyone else. I refuse to be in a, a marriage I'm not happy in. Your daughters are looking at you knowing that, do you know what? My mum fought for what made her happy, exactly. you know? And yeah. that is that is so refreshing. It is so, so refreshing because there's so many women that are in horrible marriages, are in horrible relationships because of fear, you know, and they're waking up every morning next to someone and it's killing them inside. Even with this global pandemic that we're in now, the d domestic violence rates have gone up. It has gone I'm up. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know it is very difficult. Even here also, uh, uh, like I said, right, majority of the household activities are something that a woman does. And yeah. pandemic has made us all sit in one place and inside the same household with no help from maid, with no additional uh, uh, hands for uh, taking childcare and anything of that sort. The pressure is immensely on women. And technically the men here feel that uh, they are privileged to sit at home and do nothing to less, or possibly less. Uh, all men are not like that, but uh, I widely see they're still like that. Um, I also tell you something. Um, there is this personality conflict, which I always wanted to talk about. Uh, I have seen this here uh, with people around me. They kind of uh, like to believe that they're very acceptance towards someone who is uh, going their uh, way out of the social conventional no. uh, things, yeah, norms. Uh, but if that is something that happens with them, they are completely reluctant to it. They don't like such things happening to them. For example, I had a friend who was talking to me and he said uh, all good things about how my dating life is and things. And then when I told him that I have, uh, uh, I have few issues running with my dating life and he was immediate to tell me that uh, don't worry, buddy, uh, you, you, all you have to do is uh, take care of your children and live for them. And I think that was mean for him to say. Uh, I say that because I know what my responsibilities are, but that doesn't give anyone a leverage to come out and say, you have to take care of your kids and that is your life's direction. There could yeah. be so many other things that I want to do. I want to date. I, I still want to see a family for myself and there's nothing wrong in it. Uh, people like this somewhere, you know, they, they're, my, they're my close friend again, but then those thoughts somewhere suppress you and uh, you would feel that, Maybe your ideas on dating uh, is wrong after being a single parent. And that kind of uh, uh, builds up a pressure. Uh, I was lucky enough because uh, I know what I wanted to do. I always did what I wanted to do. I trusted all my decisions. Uh, uh, so it helped me. But uh, this, this also is something that's, uh, that's my observation, that there's a conflict in what, what you believe and what you want to practice. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So we've spoken about misconceptions. What do you think when people, when you tell people that I'm a single mom, um, I know that you touched upon it on your, um, the standpoint podcast, but 
Yeah. When you tell people you're a single mom, what do you think the myth, the biggest myth is? Because I know what it is when I tell people I'm a single mom, but in, I don't know whether it's the same thing in in India. Um, uh, so here in India, the biggest myth is uh, um, you you are uh, not a caretaking person. You do not care about your child's future. You're very selfish. Yeah. These are myths, actually. We are we are actually having a burden of uh, two people's effort towards the child's yes. development, be it emotionally or be it uh, you know uh, uh, education wise. You need to put all those efforts. You're you're responsible for everything. Now already there are people standing and telling that you are responsible for all the struggles that you're going through as a single parent. Now the addition that gets added up is uh, putting the child's uh, development also as a responsibility on a single parent. I know we do, we have to take care of the children. We are doing that, but no one can really, you know, put in uh, all your heart, even if you put in, you won't be able to compensate something that a two person can do. You're just doing it as a single handed. How much can you even do that? So we are, we are doing everything with whatever resources it is possible, whatever we have, but it's, it's very difficult to come out and say, that you've been able to give your child everything. You have your yeah. own guilt that you're but processing. I, I think that a lot of people don't even realize that even in two parent households, you still can't give your child everything. You know, exactly, you can't. But no one yeah. questions that. That's exactly. definitely not a question that anyone would want. What about in, in um, with education? How have you found when you told tell them that you're a single mom? Have you found that they've they've um, you know treated you any differently with your daughters being in school? Uh, yes, I had a uh, hard time because, uh, like I mentioned, uh, my elder daughter has been going through a lot of uh, emotional tantrums along with me. She's also trying to figure out and she was too young as well. So uh, there was a school that uh, that was a, a very nice international school. And uh, I thought it was the right opportunity for my daughter. So I gave all my blood and soul for that school when we went for the admissions. It was going good, and, but I constantly used to hear things about her uh, uh, progress. So once I was called and the, uh, the principal was very rude to me in, uh, in saying that, you know, you're not paying attention at home and that is why she's not making any progresses. That was such a biased opinion about her uh, education or her progress on uh, her performance. I think that was totally biased. You're not seeing what is the root cause of that child. I met the principal twice and I tried to explain her that is not what it is and I am doing all my best. Somewhere even I came into that consideration that possibly I think I'm not spending much time with her. I tried everything with her. It on, I only observed that it was not working out for me. It was not working out for my daughter. It's even not working out for the school. So someone had to make peace with it. So I, I talked to my daughter and I said, um, what is it that's worrying you? She simply said that she doesn't like a few subjects and that is very obvious. Not every child wants to pay 100% towards a particular subject. And I think my daughter was, uh, was someone who want to talk about it and tell that I do not want to pay attention to a subject that I am not keen at. So she was like, uh, I'm okay with that. And I, I think I even I want, I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't mind if she's specifically focusing on, uh, you know, painting. She likes to paint, she likes to write stories. Uh, so there's creativity there, right? So I think I do not have to worry about it. And I don't believe any education system can take you somewhere. So I don't want the school to pressurize simply because I am a single mother. But it was easy for them. They did not even investigate what the problem is. Talk to the child. 
and understand what she's going through. Maybe there's a school bully or uh, someone is bullying her at school or something else is happening at school. Something else is worrying her. You're, you haven't even given that effort. I see how they treat other traditional parents when they call them for their child's feedback. They're treated very differently. They're treated with generosity. They're treated with all due respect. The feedback is given in a sensitive fashion to them. But when it comes to me, I was just uh, given a feedback like it's on my face. That and I had terrible. to just, just, I was intimidated when such things happened. I was really intimidated because I didn't know what to do. And schools here will threaten you that you uh, will, will uh, give you a transfer certificate. You can take her to another school and get the admission. And it's not easy. You've already spent so much money on the school and they put you through a lot of uh, confusion when it comes to uh, handling your child and her progress. So I think that, that has not been fair with me, but I somehow, like all other problems, I had my own confusion, trial and error method, and then I understood I don't want to fall into any of those social comments and want to take care of my child's mental health, well-being as well. That is more important. Definitely. I need to bring a strong kid and uh, I do not want to be weak even towards her, yeah. show her that I'm vulnerable to all these social comments. I must admit, I did go wrong in many places. But it was a nice opportunity that I immediately came out of it. A lot of people helped me to think through this. And uh, uh, they, they had uh, been very open with me uh, and told, them, uh, told me that, you know, you do not worry about all these things. And I kind of understood that. And we sorted that out amicably with the school. And we found a school that is more acceptance towards my, uh, my uh, child and me. Excellent. So it worked for us. Excellent. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. And it's good that you're, you were resilient in regards to like, if you're not going to accept me, accept my daughter, because children go through stages all the time. I found that in this global pandemic, trying to teach my son has been the hardest thing ever. I had to get a tutor. I was just like, I can't do this, you know? And yeah, you just have to try and I find that with children as well when I'm going through something somehow it plays out on what my child is doing so sometimes as parents especially even as single moms when we're stressed about something if it's money if it's education if it's work somehow it it mirrors what your child does I don't know whether yes it mirrors what your your child is doing so then you, you just have to take a step back and just be like you know what I need to control everything and then yeah you can only pour out what you have in you you know if you have nothing to pour out then it's difficult yeah so what what inspired you to start the um standpoint podcast then so uh i think uh, standpoint podcast uh, thank you for asking that question because no one really did ask me that question so when i started the podcast uh, i wanted to uh, voice out more about generalizing the term single parent the term single parent child i think it should be accepted more like any other household any other traditional family setup, but we have very less uh, thought process around that. And uh, I thought this is the right time. You can talk more. You can make use of your social presence and talk. And podcast was a really good idea for me because I can just be me, run my show and have you, uh, a few important guests on my show who can add more value to the concept that we are taking further, be it single parenting or solo parenting. I'm actually a solo parent. So uh, in India, even you, you find the solo parents very less. So mm -hmm. I thought, why not talk and share about uh, my experiences? Because sometimes I gained hope from someone talking to me. It definitely helped me. Uh, days when I was figuring it out how, when, what. You blame yourself for so many things. 
constantly i think that's a process you you continuously keep blaming yourself and then trying to come out of that and then handle end of the day you are the only one who's handling it so i thought somewhere my my journey can also inspire uh, someone going through the same uh, because when i talk to my friends about it they're always like where do you get that strength from mm. and i never felt wow about it but um, i really thought why not if even if i can inspire say one or two person i would definitely want to put something out there and talk about it and that way you know they can resonate with my thought process and take it for good mm. that is awesome that is awesome that you i find that sometimes in in life the where where you have the biggest problem is that you you then become that solution you know so yeah that's awesome that you're able to inspire other people so how's the podcasting in in india is it do a lot of people listen to podcasts uh in india i think uh, the podcast listeners are not a large audience like uh, the western countries okay. but uh, i think there is there, there's this uh, uh, interest growing. that is coming up yeah it is growing yeah. and people want to use it on various uh, uh, ways uh even i'm i'm uh, i'm just a couple of episodes old uh but the journey has been great and it's really interesting this is something that has helped me feel that i'm empowered i'm already empowered but I, this is something that i do for myself i take out my own time and come and do something uh, talk to single parents around the community here in india or uh, abroad uh international single parent communities the way they talk and the, the way we get inspired or the way they get inspired from us has been amazing like you have these groups where they say hi ladies and what's up and what's what the weekend plan and are you on the wine <laughs> for the friday what's kicking in then we talk about the date life which which i think uh, is is kind of uh, comforting when you talk to someone going through the same thing exactly and see how they feel because you have all these different questions and different thought processes running so it has been great uh, uh, doing a podcast and there are many people who who are trying in india as well uh, talking about different things and i really hope that it gets bigger here uh, and bring more uh, value to our indian society as well some day yeah. i will also be heard and my voice will also make a change in someone's life it definitely will because your story is so it's so so inspiring have you found like um parenting during this global pandemic because this is this year has just been ugh, crazy for everybody let alone working <laughs> being a mom yeah. having a podcast like how how have you managed to juggle everything i think i had been very bad <laughs> oh, i say this because uh, the first month when the pandemic started and when it was a national lockdown for the 15 days i did not feel an impact of it i thought okay the next week okay the next week it is going to be normalized okay i'm going to help i'm i'm definitely going to get a help i think everyone were reacting to it like it is going to be a month or it is going to be a, a few weeks that was the initial thought process so we kind of kept that energy going for a month and then when then everything else seemed uh not going to be fixed in the near future um i think the the panic also started in me because uh, like i said i'm solo parenting i did not have any additional help i had to manage everything on my own right from cooking taking care of the household children especially <laughs> i have two children so i have to take care of them and one is 6 years old so uh, everything right from feeding her uh and cooking things it was it was a lot on me and i am also a project manager in an it consulting company so my responsibility on the business side also was high so wow. businesses were also in need of uh, me during that time and uh, to juggle between house and uh, business 
was crazy because even we are new to this uh, kind of work from home and all of that norm were really really new you don't have a separate environment to work in a separate environment to take care of your kids and if you're solo parenting and if you're single parenting it is also very stressful you do everything on your own and you have to also go and check back on the kids because they are also finding it difficult to stay inside the house for a longer period Definitely. so i think first first month was hectic but i'll tell you the pro side of it the good side of it i now enjoy the pandemic period a lot because that has helped me talk to my kids a lot uh, we have this all uh, bedtime stories that we wow. talk i'm going to continue that after this <laughs> so we talk about that and um, uh, i talk to my elder one a lot she's 13 years um, so i talk to her her teen problems and she opens up a lot with me the other side of it like uh, before pandemic it was all about managing going managing going and then coming back and catching up a little bit of time and then traveling a little bit but pandemic has somewhere allowed us all to sit at home everything has slowed down right everything yeah. had to slow down around the world had slowed down for a while and i kind of like it no pressure on my children for any kind of academic follow ups uh, it is slow i know this yeah. the online classes are still running but i think the pressure kind of is very less so this is a time i take for myself on my mental health on my physical health i started doing some uh, lifestyle changes to my food and um where it comes to exercise and eating eating the proper food because now you're at home you get the opportunity to go and cook something mm. so eventually from complaining stage i went to a being a, a gratitude towards what i have yeah. uh, i think that has helped me become more positive and when people told me how are you able to be so positive very how are you managing i'll tell you i'll be very honest i am not perfect i am definitely not going to be perfect even tomorrow but i think i have accepted what i can control i cannot exactly. definitely control everything and so pandemic is one such thing where you know i cannot control my children getting 100% in, in in their classes and their grades and at the same time i also do wonderful job at my uh, work there were flips here and there were flops there and i gracefully accepted and i'm very uh, grateful to whatever i have today the money that i get out of my job is uh, something that helps all of all of us uh, in my family so i'm very grateful for whatever uh, um, the pandemic has brought us to yeah no that is awesome that's awesome the fact that you've you've managed to spend time with your kids and this is the new normal and i honestly feel like the global pandemic has hit a restart button for everybody i've never spent so much time yeah. with my son ever and i used to have like single mum guilt whereby you know i'd go to work and then over the weekends i'm like what do you want what do you want i'll buy you anything you want you just feel like right. you have to overcompensate but now right. you're getting to know yourself getting to know your children like i put my, a desk in my son's room so that's yeah. where i that's where i actually i'm filming my the podcast here in my son's room so it's like yeah. this is our new normal and we just have to just instead of letting instead of letting the wave consume us just ride ride the wave kind of thing so yeah, it's it's yeah. so refreshing to hear yes, that absolutely. like so many things have changed even here uh, so many things we talk we get to know how the kids are behaving uh, how exhaustive do they feel at classroom yeah. we are able to understand i think I, this definitely is an opportunity for me to get more closer to my children i yeah. sometimes sit and play with them which 
trust me i've never done before yeah. <laughs> but i i sit now i play with them and they'll be like okay mom i think you need to take a 5 or 10 minutes break and come play with us come play uno with us come play some cards with us and i'll be like i don't want to do it but then i'll think oh this is the only time i can do it with them yeah. so yeah come yeah. let's play and i'm being more conscious about uh, how many times i want to take a break while i work as well so i know when to shut my laptop down don't see that phone and just go do what i have to do and then come back i think this smart managing has helped me a little bit to keep yeah. my anxiety levels low so pandemic is something uh, uh, on the flip side i like yeah uh, the things that uh, comes with it but i hope uh, we all find a solution to the corona virus and yeah. uh, get out of it i i know there are a lot of people who are struggling but uh, this post has really helped everyone to be grateful to what they have definitely i'm i'm so so grateful i'm so grateful so um what are your plans for the rest of the year do you have anything planned i know obviously we're still in the global pandemic but like <laughs> Yeah but i think a few places have opened up and the lockdown has been lifted uh, the um, the restriction here has been uh, slightly slightly uplifted so i think i have the opportunity to take uh, two weeks off from work and i would love to travel uh, to be very honest i have not been traveling at all out of the country no never i did uh, i think i just traveled two states wow. <laughs> so i want to do more of that with my kids and i i see this as an opportunity to do, to do that and on the other side um having starting this podcast itself is a huge journey for me and this evolved only during the pandemic so i'm so glad that i have something like this uh, running a, uh, i also want to focus a lot on putting up uh, an online program uh, do more of uh, strategy management consulting uh, i love always being the women in lead i find that very inspiring when someone does that if i see a woman who is doing everything on her own and nothing is so beautiful uh, yeah. i would i think you'd be a magnificent coach for women in india single moms in india you'd be a magnificent coach honestly life coach <laughs> because you. you're such an inspiration honestly and the fact that you have two daughters as well and they're seeing their mom just do it and you know accelerate yeah. and the thing is you're so you're so authentic with the fact that you, uh, uh, that we don't always get it right and that is true happiness is when you actually know yourself you know that you know there're parts of the glass that are how you feel because you cannot control everything you definitely cannot control everything and this is something i try to relate at uh, there are a few things that i pick up at my work and see why a certain thing did not go like i wanted there were panic days at work also like you have 10 big lists to do and you get anxiety but if you really look into it you break it down there's only one thing that you need to focus for that day there are 10 things but you need only one thing so something same i applied at home also and uh, my children are also finding it more uh, uh, more happier to be around me they see me do all this uh, uh, work and manage home and how i take care of them they sometimes come and tell me mom you're amazing like you you're 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 the mom i always want and i think that's the best thing to hear from your children when you're running your own solo show and uh, doing this parenting nothing is so gratifying then listening to them say this i think when i hear that i kind of don't care about the social comments that come but i'm very happy with my own world and my children 
I think that matters to me end of the day. Yeah. I think you're, you're with your girls, you're, you're giving them a good legacy, a good thing to remember you by, honestly, because yeah, that's, that's amazing. The fact that they can that's see That's a long way to go even for them. And so uh, it has been great. I, I kind of love what I, where I am today with, uh, with all the, uh, with the, all the uh, holding back that I had. Uh, from right from coming out of the abusive relationship to start my things on my own it wasn't easy financially also it is definitely a question i had to think a lot uh, now i have a bigger space for my children and for myself and i worked really hard really really hard uh, to be able to see something like this but uh, I'm, I'm so glad that i was able to figure things out plan things out though it was not a great plan i i still love what i did and I still uh, am grateful to a lot of people that helped me, supported me during these days. Mm. Many of my friends, they've just been there. I think just being there. To listen. And admiring and uh, motivating you every day to just trust in your own decision. I think people like that are amazing. Definitely. Definitely. Where can um, people find you on social media? So I go by this name called uh, the Standpoint Podcast on Instagram. We also have an FB page on the same name. So people can find me there. DM me if you have any questions related to single parenting in India. Yes. I just want to thank you so, so much for taking the time out to speak with me today, buddy. You've been magnificent. And I know that your story is going to impact someone just listening, especially any woman that's listening in, in India. Please contact her, DM her for any advice, any help, because she is magnificent and she's living her truth. So you've been listening to Happy Single Mums, guys. My name is Khalifa. You can find me on Instagram, Khalifa and Josiah. I would love to connect. I live my feet.